Where does yesterday's future, which is already here, ready here, ready here, ready here, meet today's future, which is about to happen, and tomorrow's future, which could be just minutes away? Welcome to Technology Revolution, the future of now. Where host Bonnie D. Graham asks savvy futurists for their predictions about the tech-driven trends that are shaping our future right now. Here's your host who will take us into the future of now, Bonnie D. Graham. Now, 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 here we are broadcasting live on Voice America Business. So happy to be here with some, I can call them old friends of mine. And we're going to tackle a question that may be on your mind, maybe not, but we're going to get you very interested in it. Let me just tell you what it is. You've all heard of Industry 4.0, the fourth industrial revolution. How did we get to the fourth? What does it mean? And why should you, our listeners around the world, why should you even care. Well, let me give you a quote I found online from salesforce.com of all places. It says the fourth industrial revolution, a fusion of advances in AI, robotics, IoT, that's Internet of Things, AI, by the way, artificial intelligence, you all know that, 3D printing, genetic engineering, what's that? Quantum computing, other technologies is the collective force behind many products and services that are fast becoming indispensable to modern life. Let me take you through a little bit of that. So first of all, what is an industrial revolution? Well, it's something that changes how we live, how we work, how we relate, how we get around, how the world functions. The first one introduced steam and water. We weren't alive then, and we're glad it happened. The second one added electrification. Yeah, turn on that light switch. How do you think it got here? Electrification. The third one added computers. That is the fabric of our lives today. And it set the stage with technology for the fourth. We're currently in the fourth, and it is going at an unprecedented pace of transformation. So what's in it for you? Well, It looks like a sci-fi movie sometimes. We've got GPS systems. How often? Come on. Do you click that GPS on your phone or the dashboard of your car if you got a newer car and say, take me to my route. What's the fastest way? How do I avoid traffic? Ah, that's fourth industrial revolution. What about Netflix? It's personalizing recommendations for you. What movies should you should you watch? What TV shows would you love? Uh-huh. Okay. That's what we're talking about. What about your virtual assistant? If I say her name too loud, she's in the other room. She will talk to me and interrupt the show. So she tells me, She likes me. I tell her I like her. She tells me corny jokes. She will set reminders for me. She will give me the news. She will give me the weather. She will. How do you think that all happened? Fourth Industrial Revolution. And I can even find recipes if I want, and she'll send them to my phone. I have four experts on this field. I'm so happy to see them. They're going to tell you their bios in just a few minutes. We have Marty Groover. We have John Gretter. Derek Dyer and Don Young. I'm going to ask them for their take on the future of the fourth industrial revolution. What's in it for you? What's in it for me? And why the blank should we care? So I'm Bonnie DeGram. Happy to be here. We were supposed to be live streaming the show and we got a little hiccup on LinkedIn. So we're not, but I will I will create a mini version of this and post it later. I'd love to have my panelists introduce themselves. So happy to see all of you. And you can tell everybody in your bio how we met. Marty Groover is up first. Marty, tell everybody. And Marty, I'm guessing there might be five people around the world who don't remember who you are from the last time we were together. Why don't you talk to those five? I don't know the names, but shame on them. So Marty, go ahead. Yeah, Bonnie, great to be with you again. Thank you. How many of these have we done together? I remember, you know, four or five years ago, I did the first show with this. So exciting at the auto uh, show there in Detroit. So glad to be back. Uh, Marty Groover, partner for C5MI. I'm a retired Navy officer, 
spent 21 years in the Navy, worked with technology, really uh, didn't realize it at the time. I, I kind of call myself Marty McFly. I got to see the future there. And <laughs> a lot of the uh, a lot of the things we're seeing today in the industrial revolution, fourth industrial revolution, I kind of saw those things before. I just didn't know it when I was looking at them. I didn't realize we had the cloud when we, uh, we had a common operational picture. So this topic really interests me uh, so much that I even uh, just uh, have a new book that will be coming out in the spring called Speed of Advance. It's a Navy term about how do you measure actual versus plan and everything that you do. We did that on a ship. We always had to know exactly where we're at in the ocean. Imagine that. And really how the Navy's convergence of people, process, and technology really made a difference in how we were able to execute our mission and how that convergence and how we did it in the Navy will help businesses win in the fourth industrial revolution. I think it's a critical piece going forward because it will be, you can't have any silos when you converge people, process, and technology. Uh, we're doing this for our customers uh, in our current business, C5MI. You can see our logos in the background. And it's really exciting going out. And, and the, the biggest thing that we see when we do go to customers is what do we do? How do we do this? What does it really mean? And everybody's trying to figure that out. And that's the exciting part of working in my job is going there, looking at people's problems, and then showing them how to utilize this new technology uh, to, to not only improve their business outcomes, but really to improve their um, value of life at work. It's, it's a lot of drudgery. <laughs> and if you've ever been in a factory trying to pull all that data, get it to put, the, you know, put it together, people are wasting so much time on that. In fact, the multifactorial um, um, productivity measurement has gone down since the end of the third industrial revolution because everybody has too much data. So today we'll really talk about what the benefit is um, and what people can really expect going forward. So I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you very much, Marty. And I just got live stream to work and it's setting up and we should be live on LinkedIn in just a minute. Oh, technology, don't we love it? I've been in tech for don't the let past it whip you. Don't let it whip you. 40 years and I should have known better. Thank you very much. And people will see you and we'll talk a little more about your background. Thank you, Marty, for the great introduction. John Gretter, I am so happy to have you here. It's been a while. We did some webinars together. Always smiling. And John, you have a dark blue jacket on today. That's very, very nice. You changed your yeah. jacket. John Gretter, there might be four people in the world. No, if Marty had five people who don't know him, there might be six who don't know no, him. No, come on. Come on. Let me win. I don't get to beat Marty very often at anything. Let me let me be the winner today, Bonnie. I'll go with four and a half. John okay, Gretter. John Gretter, talk to us. Go ahead. Okay, got it. Well, Bonnie, it's always, always a pleasure to, to join you. And, and I was going to make a joke. Marty, Marty referred to himself as Marty McFly. I can't get that out of my head right now. All, all, I, all I'm expected to see is the DeLorean pull up and Marty's background and him jump in. And and goodness knows where he'll go, but oh, but always a pleasure to be on your show and and, and talk about the, the cutting edge topics that you have. From my background in sales, before I started working with Derek, Marty, and Don, I always knew that that technology was in the background, helping us do all of the interesting things that to, to keep our life moving forward, and, and knew the value of technology. But working with them it is, is giving me a front row seat on, on what the, the inner workings are of that technology. And, and where I find myself now is telling the story to the, the people that we work with of, of how technology can not only make their business life better, but, but how does it impact them personally? How does it make them feel? How, how does it put a smile on their face or maybe make them pull their hair out a little bit? Whatever that might be, right now where we find ourselves 
there has never been a time in our our lifetimes where technology is going to pay, play a more critical role. And when you talk about the fourth industrial revolution, put it on steroids because that's what's going to need to get us through these next six to 12 months as we go out of the, the time that we find ourselves in with the pandemic and come back into what that new normal is going to look like. And, and several of the things that, that we're excited to talk to you about today address just how our lives may be impacted in the very near future with technology. Thank you, John. Great intro. I appreciate that. And it is, I, we're on Zoom right now, but what we're doing with technology, how it's impacting our lives is zooming ahead. And, and I said, as my introduction, it's like we're in a sci-fi movie. Who knew I could talk to a box on the wall and ask her for a chocolate chip cookie recipe. And she could tell me and ask me if I needed to repeat the instructions. And this little thing called a phone. I was a mainframe programmer back in the days before Honeywell bought Xerox. And it was a Xerox Sigma 6 CP5 mainframe. I had to stand on a step stool to put a disk pack into a disk drive. I was key punching my code. And to think that a computer is in a phone that's this big and it's got all kinds of technology and I can carry it around with me and I can go anywhere, see anybody, talk to anyone, learn anything in a handheld computer, John. The the advances are literally mind-boggling for kids who grew up with this it's like oh well when am I going to get my new phone and that's cool and I want my new but for for people like us who've been around a little Well, well, well think about this Bonnie we are now from a technological standpoint we have surpassed what we watched in the Star Trek shows when we were growing up with Star Trek and all those little gadgets that we that they had we, we've now we've now exceeded that. Now, I don't want to make us all feel tremendously old or, or, or depress <laughs> us during this hour long that we're spending. But but that's how exciting these times are is is we are on the cutting yep. edge of the cutting edge right now. Yes, we are on the cutting edge. And speaking of cutting edge, I'm going to go to Derek Dyer. Derek, welcome back. It's been a while again since we've spoken. All right. We had five people who didn't remember Marty. We had four who didn't remember John. Where do you want to be, three or six? What, what do you want? Who do you want to talk to? Nobody knows me, Bonnie, so whatever number you want to give We'll now. go to six then. We'll go to six. Six so. people either don't know you ever or don't remember you. Derek Dyer, I'm putting you on speaker view. Go ahead. Who are you? Honest, great, uh, Bonnie. It's always good to see you. It's crazy to think that it was a year ago. Uh, we had our first opportunity to work together a year ago. It was March last year, and it was right when this crazy pandemic thing started. And what did we talk about? We talked about uh, the impact of, of the changing workforce and technology around in- industry of things, industry 4.0. A year later, uh, here we are again. But uh, what I what I like about this today, it's the personal aspect of it. I never set out to be a technologist. Uh, I didn't know what I was going to do. I found it. Technology found me. I became a programmer in COBOL just like you. Uh, worked my way up the curve into the ERP space. Uh, worked for a couple large multinationals. Did some really cool, crazy things with IT. Uh, had the great opportunity to, to join forces with Mr. Young and, and Mr. Groover, where we really started taking advantage of, of this massive, massive capability inside of information technology, where like you, so you showed your phone. I mean, mm-hmm. this device is permeating the workforce now. And we were able to do that and really begin to see the value of Internet of Things or Industry 4.0 in a company setting, specifically around manufacturing supply chain. 
but we've also seen the benefit of the people side as well. So thrilled to be back here with you again, Bonnie, and uh, really looking forward to taking this down to a personal level today with the group. Thank you. And I do have breaking news. We are live streaming finally on LinkedIn and Facebook, and we're not in the middle of the show. To all of our live stream viewers, I'm Bonnie D. Graham. This is, let me go back to my gallery view here. This is the future of now on technology revolution. We're talking about for 5G, we're talking about industrial revolution, we're talking about industry 4.0, we're talking about what used to be sci-fi, what used to be what is, we're holding computers in our hand, we're getting directions around the world, we're talking to boxes on the wall and asking them for the weather and telling them we like them, do they like us, and when is it going to rain, and where do we go for this, and what recipe. I'm speaking with Marty Groover today, with John Gretter, with Derek I'm putting your middle initial in because I use the D, Derek, and even though it's not visual, I know you like your R, Derek R. Dyer, and Don Young. We've finished introducing Marty. We're late to live stream. I apologize, but we're so happy to be here. We introduced Marty and John and Derek, and we're going to go to Don Young. And then I think just for the courtesy of our live listeners, we're going to have a quick one-minute recap of bios before we move on of Marty and John and Derek, because I want everybody to get to know you. So, Don Young, I'm putting you in speaker view. I'm so happy now. Yes, we want to live stream. Don, go ahead. Introduce yourself, please. What's your passion for this topic? Don, welcome. Super, super. Well, Bonnie, again, thank you. Thank you for having us on your show and, and getting a chance to really talk about the future. A very similar background to Marty, which he'll recap, but, you know, start joining the Navy as a weapons technician working on these very advanced weapons systems in those days that were these really closed loop systems where we're working off real time data where you're taking all this diff- different disparate systems and you're pulling it into a system that you load doctrine into and you make split second decisions. It's too slow to let the man or the person make that decision because of the environment you're in. So it was imperative there. Now you take that into supply chain, you take that into product development, and that's what we're seeing. So we see it and initially, as Marty, Marty said with his Marty McFly comments, we seen it there, didn't understand what we were looking at, but both of us retired as naval officers. And then we go into the big business with a global national company, uh, or global company, where you get to see manufacturing globally and how do you manage that inventory? How do you manage demand? And it's really taking, again, all that information from those disparate systems and pulling it up. We would be in manufacturing situations where we wouldn't see data until it was 30 days old. And mm. by the time you try to act on that data, it's too late. And we're trying to, to speed things up in the world and become more efficient, more effective, because we all have limitations with time. That is really the key to the future. And that's what's going to happen in this fourth industrial revolution is, is really seeing that. So with that, we launched C5MI and the pandemic, I know, has been difficult for a lot of businesses. One of the businesses that has, you know, that we've seen as a change is more demand where people really seeing the value of data, doing things remotely, being able to get that data and everybody working from one version of the truth instead of everybody looking behind, looking at the data and coming up with different assumptions to be able to baseline from. So great again, Bonnie, to be with you here. Looking forward to these topics today. Thank you, Don. And interesting, you're talking about manufacturing, you're talking about supply chain, and we're trying to focus on the B2C, the business to customer. But what you said is critical to that. Because Don, how many people ordered that brand new Peloton and they couldn't get their supply chain act together? I'm not saying anything bad, but with everything happening with the pandemic, they couldn't produce enough, deliver enough, ship enough, make enough, 
brand enough and people were waiting and waiting and waiting. What about me trying to get a new mm, computer and I had to wait six weeks. This was a year ago, six weeks and a Best Buy near me in my in my North Carolina area had a posted message. If you want a new, hmm, there's nothing within 250 miles. Don't even think about it. You couldn't. I know people have been waiting six months for new computers. Supply chain impacts our lives, right, Don? It's not yeah, just, oh, they're talking manufacturing talk. What do I care yeah. about that? We do care, don't Why? we? Now I want to go around the block one more time, just quickly a recap, and Donald gets you to recap. Marty, introduce yourself. We want to hear that Marty McFly comment for the audience now that we're alive on LinkedIn. Go ahead, Marty. Hey, great to be here with you again, Bonnie. Enjoy all (laughs) these uh, topics with you as we do these shows. I'm a retired Navy officer, 21 years again, like I was saying, worked on very advanced um, missile systems, communication, collaboration systems, and like Marty McFly, seen the future. And I'm really starting to be able to apply the future that I saw in the Navy out in the civilian world and and focus on helping those manufacturing companies produce those products that we all love and need. And we all have experience that we just take it for granted some days that they're just going to be there. But I think everybody's got a taste of what happens when they don't work the way they're supposed to. The fourth industrial revolution is going to solve a lot of these issues because it's just going to radically change the way we source material, the way we deliver it, the the way we manufacture, all this stuff. We'll have good topics about that today. Really glad to be here. And like I said before, just a a book I'll have that'll come out in May called Speed of Advance is really about how the Navy does that converging people process and technology to create that common operational picture that Don spoke of. So glad to be here. Thank you very much. John Greta, reintroduce yourself. As I wrote in the notes here, we're punting. We couldn't get on live stream in the beginning, and I want everybody to know who you are. We can't take for granted that they remember from last time. John Greta, take about a minute. Reintroduce yourself, please. You bet, Bonnie. And as we discussed just a few minutes ago, with my background in sales, what I bring to the group is – looking at what the what technology meant to me before I started working with Derek, Marty, and Don, knowing that it impacted my daily life, but not really knowing the nuts and bolts of the how or the why. Now that I've got that background married with my, my front-facing client experiences, is, is telling the story of why the fourth industrial revolution really matters to us on a personal level. We, we, we understand what it means to manufacturing. We understand the, the value to the supply chains, those types of things. But let's bring it to, to the home front. What does it mean to us? How does it impact us? And that's why I'm so excited to be with you and be with the group today so we can really drill down on that personal narrative and get, get the audience excited about what's just right, right around the corner because there's a lot of really cool things that we're going to be able to experience very, very soon. And your cool things. Thank you. Cool beans, John Greta. Thank you. Derek, go ahead. You're the third one who didn't get introduced on live stream. So go ahead, Derek. Tell us more. Who are you? Start from the beginning briefly. Hey, Matt, Don, Bonnie, Derek Dyer. Uh, I'm the uh, requisite IT guy in the group here. So my background is technology. Kind of came up the, the ranks uh, similar to Bonnie. Used to used to lay COBOL code and, and then got the opportunity mm-hmm. to advance my skills uh, through ERP packages and always was kind of the, the individual out there in corporate America trying to push the envelope. And we started seeing the advent of this technology hit uh, with the internet of things and the computing power. Uh, Bonnie spoke about in her intro that the iPhone has more computing power than what we're used to as old programmers. And having that permeate our lives and now find its way in the workplace, it's just this massive convergence of productivity, 
information technology, operational technology, and uh, the impact on not just the business side, but the people side is profound. So as I mentioned just a bit ago, very, very excited to take this down to the personal level today and not just talk about making manufacturing better, but how do the people that work in the factories benefit from this, uh, this fourth industrial revolution? So good to be back, Bonnie. Thank you very much. Don Young, you did get to give your full bio and live stream, but I think you wanted to add something. So I'm going to go to you for 30 seconds. Don, anything else you want to add? I was just going to add to your Peloton comment. Yeah. You know, when you're when we in this fourth industrial revolution, we become part of the manufacturing process and the supply chain. Because if you're using a function of a product or not using the function of the product, that designer is going to see that information through that digital thread immediately. And they're going to aggregate all that data up across a bunch of demographics, and they're going to start changing the design of that product or the way that product works. So if you think that your voice is not heard, it will be heard instantaneously or in near time. And the same thing with, they're going to understand when you fall off the wagon, you're not using your Peloton and you jump on your Facebook and they're going to get that feed from Facebook and they're going to say, hey, you've been on your Peloton today. Oh, look at this new feature on Peloton. All that stuff is going to connect you. So you will be a part of the supply chain and the manufacturing design. I'm sure we'll talk more about that today. This, Thank you, Don. This is what fascinates me. I invited the four of you. I said to Marty, let's do a show. It's been a while. What do we talk about? Fourth Industrial Revolution. Invite your friends from Yash and C5. Great. And then you all want to talk about manufacturing and processes. And I said, no, we're talking about the people part. What's in it for us? Why should we give a you-know-what? Why should we care? And here you are, and you you get it. This has to have an impact on people. We don't want people walking around and say, oh, Industrial Revolution. I, fourth Industrial Revolution, I heard a show on it. Boy, was that boring. No, it's it's about our lives. And I have one question around the table before we go to your quotes you all sent me from movies and songs, and these are really cool. And you're going to explain how you pick the quote and what it has to do with our topic. The question is, Fourth Industrial Revolution, are we done with it yet? Are we just a yes or no in one sentence around the table? Marty, is it over yet? Are we on the verge of the fifth or is this going to stick around for a while? Marty? It's barely started. It's going to go on for the next 30 or 40 years and where that ends up, we'll have no idea, but it's just getting started really. Wow. Uh, John, any comments on that? You agree? Absolutely agree. Really? Derek, you you in there too? 100% agree. We're just getting started. I think it's faster in our personal lives with the adoption of the iPhones technology that we don't even maybe know is truly fourth industrial revolution. It's just there. Now we, we've come to expect it. But the, the adoption in the business world is, is a little bit slow and quite frankly is just starting. So I agree 100% with Marty. Interesting. Don Young, anything you want to add? We're on the first quarter of the game and people are just getting on the field. Wow. Touchdown. I want to be a cheerleader. <laughs> No comment on, on anything else, just a cheerleader. Okay, we'll leave that one alone. Gentlemen, let's go to the part of the show where, and by the way, if you're just tuning in on LinkedIn, we are streaming live and on Facebook. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. This is I'll Duck Down, Technology Revolution, the Future of Now, my show on Voice America Business, talking with Marty Groover, John Gretter, Derek R. Dyer, and Don Young. And our topic today, if you haven't guessed, shame on you, the topic is the future of the fourth industrial revolution. What's in it for you? And we're finding out something's in it for all of us and we are in it right now. So I've asked for quotes, they sent me quotes. So let's get started real fast around the table because I can't wait for your predictions, which is the next segment. Marty Groover picked a quote, for, oh, surprise, surprise, from Martin Seamus, <laughs> Marty McFly played by the early 
early version of Michael J. Fox, I can say that, pre, pre-Parkinson's. And the movie was Back to the Future, American sci-fi adventure comedy film. I didn't know if uh, it couldn't be a sci-fi adventure comedy. I didn't know you could put all those together in one movie description. It was a franchise, 1985, 1989, 1990. And I'm just going to read the quote and let Marty explain what it has to do with our topic today. The quote is, guess you guys aren't ready for that yet, but your kids are going to love it. I hope I did that well. Marty, I'm putting you on speaker view. Talk to me. Take about a minute and a half. What does this have to do with our topic? Well, if you've seen that scene, it's pretty awesome. Michael J. Fox gets up there and rips off some awesome Van Halen in front of the old uh, high school band, right? Johnny Be Good and all of that. And, and everybody's looking at him like, what the hell is that? But that's really where the Industrial Revolution is. What the hell is it? And although people of our age or maybe a little bit older may not be able to appreciate it, but our kids, the digital natives so that you talked about that always have, that have the common old handhold with a digital phone, they're really going to embrace it and make it grow. It's going to be an amazing thing because they're going to leverage it. So I thought that was a great quote um, for where we're going with this. It is. Thank you. Where we're going. Yes, that, that's a great verb to use for this. John Gretter sent me a quote from, oh, another major movie, The Wolf of Wall Street, 2013 American. Now here, this is an epic, biographical, black comedy crime film. John, who knew that genres could have many words in them. The character is Jordan Belfort, played by Leonardo DiCaprio. And just quickly, it's let's see, it's by Martin Scorsese, of course, based on a 2007 memoir by Jordan Belfort. And I understand it was about his father in the early days. So let's go, who was a broker. Let's go to the quote. It's the only thing standing between you and your goal is the BS, I'm going to use that word, the BS story you keep telling yourself as to why you can't achieve it. John Gretter, you're up. Talk to me. I love The Wolf of Wall Street. If you get past all of the, the dramatics of it, there's a ton of great messages <clears throat> embedded within the movie. This happens to be one of them that resonates with me. And it, it resonated just yesterday in a conversation I was having with Derek. We, we were talking about our fitness routine that we're doing and in our new normal and and getting up and and hitting the Peloton bike or the treadmill or whatever that is. And it applies to the fourth industrial revolution as well. If you want to get from point A to point Z, the only thing stopping you from doing that is the crap that you let your head tell your body that that's really it. You can accomplish anything you want to accomplish if you can get over those internal demons that are telling you you can't. So when you look at all of the the different predictions that we're going to share with you today, all of them are possible, but there will be naysayers that get in the way and say, oh, no, there's this or there's that that, that's stopping us. That's BS. That's the BS part of that quote. We can absolutely do it if we put the naysayers away and charge forward. Thank you. I like that charge forward and talking about electric cars and charging stations that takes on even a different meaning, right? Yes. All kinds of things in our ways of life that we, some of us, we never dreamed of. We never expected. We were shocked and amazed, but we have embraced these parts of our lives. And I think they're still exciting. Sometimes they work. Sometimes they don't work, but they're still (laughs) exciting. There you go. Hello, Derek R. Dyer. Got to use the middle initial now that I've got it. And it just, 
trips off the tongue. Derek, Derek has sent us a quote from a very interesting movie called Night, K-N-I-G-H-T, and Day. It's a very simple genre, action comedy. I like that. 2010, starring Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz. I watched a couple clips. I don't remember if I ever saw that one in the movies. She plays June Haven's a classic car restorer. There's a twist for you, talking about cars and DeLoreans, right? She unwittingly gets caught up with an eccentric secret agent, Roy Miller, played by Tom Cruise, who's on the run from the CIA. It looks like a really, really cool movie. And here is the quote. This is said by Roy Miller, Tom Cruise. Someday, that's a dangerous word. It's really just a code for never. Derek, help me out here. How does this relate to our topic? Cool quote. Yeah, I, that quote kind of hit me uh, when I was looking to prepare for the show, and I just can't believe that movie didn't win an Oscar. It was just so good. But uh, <laughs> it was one of, the, one of those uh, movies that uh, just was out there for Tom Cruise. But for, for me, this is all about kind of the adoption aspect. And, and, you know, there's a lot of people that will pride themselves, and I, I kind of laugh about it, that, you know, they're still got their flip phone and, you know, come hell or high water, they're never going to get an iPhone. They're never going to become a slave to the technology and that someday to never, it's here, okay? Uh, it's here in this merger from the people, the personal aspect to, to, the, to the business aspect. This is, this is not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. It's one of those things that those that kind of choose to, to wait that someday, uh, I just don't see there being any laggards here. Uh, the someday quickly becomes never and the way that we look at this, just even from a personal perspective, uh, I don't necessarily like the fact that the iPhone is always connected to me, but I see the benefit of how it does help me in my, in my life. Every aspect from, like you said in the intro, to directions, to financials, to everything, I've got immediate use of information. And those that choose to kind of buck the trend and say, I'm not going to let that happen, they're missing out on the upside because they're so consumed by the by the potential downside of, of the big brother and all those kind of concepts. So that, that quote really hit it for me, uh, particularly when you start looking at that, that uh, bringing this fourth industrial revolution truly into, into the business world of manufacturing supply chain. Uh, there's companies that are leaning in and they're winning because of it. And those that are saying someday I'm going to do it, they're going to be left behind. That, that's why, that's why it resonates so well with me that someday becomes never for those late adopters. Thank you very much. Great quote. Let's move on one more. Don Young has sent us a quote from a classic. We're dipping back into film history here, Don. 1939, American musical fantasy film produced by MGM when it was called Metro Goldwyn Mayer. One of the great, I want everybody to guess, one of the greatest films of all time. It was the most commercially successful adaptation of L. Frank Baum's 1900 children's fantasy novel, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. And the movie starred Frank Morgan, sort of starred Frank Morgan, behind the curtain, I'm getting to the quote here, as Professor Marvel, the gatekeeper, the carriage driver. Talk about multitasking. I hope he got paid for all these roles, right, John? The guard, right, Don, right, Derek, right, Marty? The guard and the wizard. And here is the comment. Pay no attention to the man behind that curtain, that man. And I think there's a song. Is there a song? Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. I can't sing. I'm not going to go there. Don, rescue me. Talk to me. Absolutely. I, it's such a great scene because in life, a lot of us are looking for someone else to bring us the answer. We're looking for data to be rolled up and presented to us to be able to say, oh, that's the answer or that's the direction we want to go. In that, you know, that movie, in that specific scene, these folks, you know, had traveled to go get the answers, go gain that wisdom. 
and so help solve whatever they felt was a gap with them. They get there, Toto runs up there, grabs a curtain, rips it down when it hears the voice. And then you look behind the curtain, there is just, you know, the simple man who's everybody's come to see to get the answer and he did not have the answers. And so today when we look at all this data being aggregated up, you know, if we're looking for somebody else to have the answers to tell us what to do, we're looking in the wrong place. The data is going to be there for you. Look at the data, come up with your own conclusions and, and then act on them. You don't have to wait for some other SME to, to tell you something, give them their version of the truth. You'll be able to see the data aggregated and you'll be able to make the best decisions for you. Thank you very much. I really appreciate your research on the quotes. Love to know about all the movies and the lines you selected. Thank you to the four of you. Now let's go to predictions. We have four predictions from each of you. I think we'll go in order unless you've already said something or it's similar to somebody else's. So I'm not going to enter in the chat which one I'm going to go to. I'll just ask for all of you. I'm going to read prediction number one for each of you. Why don't you take about 90 seconds so we can cover as much as possible. I'll read number one from Marty, then we'll go to John, then we'll go to Derek, then we'll go to Don. Here we go. Prediction number one, Marty Groover. Everything, you know what? I'm just going to start with the first sentence. Everything possible will be 3D printed. That's provocative and interesting. Marty Groover, talk to me. Unpack, please. I think just our experience in the last year of getting our things through our supply chain, would show you that long supply chains coming over from other countries are just not going to work. So continent of consumption is going to be important. I think 3D printing is going to involve, they're making airplane parts already. They can make sneakers. Um, pretty soon it's just going to be, there's going to be these huge 3D printing farms. Even houses can be printed. I've seen them on um, chatter videos. They're pretty cool to watch. But uh, I think that you're going to order something and it's just going to go out and be printed and sent. No supply chain, no hold materials. It's just going to happen. And then the customization delayed differentiation is going to be amazing what you're going to get out of it. Even to the point of your medicine and things like that, I think you're going to see all of that stuff kind of be spun up, you know, the minute you order it. So I, I, going forward, it's going to be amazing to see, you know, eventually I even went to a IMTS auto show and they 3D printed a Jeep. That's pretty amazing when you think about it. So it's, it's not that far off. It might seem like, you know, a long ways downrange, but I think uh, sooner rather than later, we're going to start seeing that just because of our supply chain. Interesting. I had a, a friend who came on my TV show and brought some young men who were investing in a 3D printing business, and they actually brought this monstrous thing they wheeled into the TV studio, and it was a printer. And on this live show, it, it was in Great Neck, New York on PATV, and the show was something to talk about, and they actually printed a little plastic pencil holder cup for me with little, it had a design in it. It was black, it was plastic, but it was really cool, and they printed it on the show. But then I heard there was a Harvard graduate student, a young woman who is doing 3D printing for lipstick. And apparently she's still doing it where you tell her the color and she, it's, it's powder. It's not, not the, not the, the uh, cream lipstick. But anyway, very, very interesting. It's going to pervade. Thank you very much. I'm looking at John Gretter prediction number one, all our personal retail and commercial financial and contractual transactions will be governed by blockchain. You're going to have to do a quick level set, John. On blockchain, some people still might not know what that is. Go ahead, John Gretter, talk to me. Well, to, to give the the background on blockchain, think of think of a digital footprint that that will take you all the way back from the inception. Uh, in this regard, a transaction to the execution of that transaction, and it's all linked by a virtual chain, blockchain. So it's all digitized and is highly secure. Or I would I would challenge 
as secure as anything on the globe is blockchain. So instantly that should get your listeners attention with all that we're hearing about hacking and, and all of those things that are going on. Blockchain is the perfect partner for your financial transactions. And specifically with the prediction end of that, Bonnie, any of anybody listening, me personally, Derek, Don, Marty, you, we all have digital banking that we do now. And it drives me nuts when I see that little pending bubble that, that comes up on, on my digital banking. So whether I've just swiped my credit card and the transaction is pending or uh, I've gotten an ACH, ACH deposit into my account, but it's pending. I want to know what my account balance is and what's available right now. I, I don't want to go through the minutia of figuring out the pending. Blockchain, when it's fully adopted in the financial industry, will alleviate all need for ACH. It will be instantaneous. So when I swipe my credit card, the debit to credit happens immediately. It takes out the float. The float is what is frustrating for us as consumers it's what's dangerous for the financial institutions because if people can access the float, that's when they can wreak havoc on our financial institutions. Blockchain will be the answer to that. And when, when I talked about my predictions impacting us personally, mm -hmm. the personal part of it is we'll know our balances. We'll know what's available immediately. There's a ton of value in that. Thank you very much. And, and also blockchain could be used to find out if that 150-year-old bottle of scotch that you think you're paying a premium for really is. Where did it come from? Who handled it? Who along yeah. that value chain of that bottle, the provenance, if you will, for artwork, for gems. Uh, the first show I did on this series in 2019, I think it was, the topic was what's for lunch, a tuna and blockchain sandwich. <laughs> and I had the I, uh, Tony, uh, Tony Costa, I think he's the C. F.O. at Bumblebee Tuna, and he was on Bumblebee Foods, and we talked about the provenance of your tuna fish. How do you know where it comes from? Where was it caught? Who handled it? Who packaged it? Who chilled it? Who shipped it? Right, John? Who moved it from point A to point B? Who got it into the grocery store? Who put it in that can yeah. along the way? How safe are we? So it was tuna and blockchain sandwich. I thought it was a pretty cool kickoff a for a new analogy. series. Thank you. I, I, yeah. I think we really, really enjoyed that topic. Derek Dyer, I'm looking at prediction number one. And this is a major, major prediction, Derek. And people around the world are waiting for this prediction. And you didn't even know that it was that important when you wrote it, but maybe you did. The prediction from Derek is factory workers will not be replaced by robots and automation. Derek, take about a minute, minute and a half and tell us, comfort us. Go ahead, Derek. Yeah, Bonnie, and this once again, this is the merger of the, the commercial world with the personal world. And you know, those that uh, are, are finding excuses not to adopt the industry 4.0, the, the laggards, they're always looking for excuses and many times politicize it that, you know, this is going to cost good hard work and people their jobs. The reality is this technology takes the workers that are there and gives them tools they've never had before. Back to Don and Marty's intro in the, in, the, in the advent of the common operational picture in the terms of the Navy, the military, making decisions in real time can make a person, a factory worker, a supply chain worker, more productive. You start spinning this into the, the personal aspect for them. People typically work to gain an income. And a lot of companies basically put together a gain share where if they're more productive, they get more money. And this technology is there today. 
And they might walk out the factory. The first thing they do is fire up their iPhone and they are, they're in the fourth industrial revolution before they're in their car. And bringing this into the workplace, it's not about making that individual replaced by automation. It's, it's accretive. To me, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a symbiotic relationship between this fourth industrial revolution, the technologies that are available in our outside lives, bringing that in to make them more productive. And if we get a chance, Bonnie, to get to one of the other predictions later, it's about safety too. Mm-hmm. There are so many correlations here for these factory workers. If you go back to the 1940s where unions were formed because of safety, the fourth revolution is really there to, to do more, not just to make the company make more money, but to make the environment better for the employee via productivity and safety and leveraging that technology we have at our, at our fingertips. So I see, it, I see it as a very, very awesome relationship between technology and the workers versus something that is out there where we're looking to take people out of the, out of the workforce. Thank you very much, Derek. Appreciate that. Let me go back to gallery view so we can see everybody. I'm going to go to, and and thank you. I think people feel better now, Derek. Uh, Don Young, I'm looking at your prediction number two. This is interesting. This is another one people are waiting for, whether you realize it or not. Don says, leveraged effectively. We're talking about Industrial Revolution, the fourth. Everyone will be able to create more time in their day due to the fourth industrial revolution. Don, you got to unpack this for me because I can't wait to hear how. Are we going to a 25 or 26 hour day? Because I'm ready. Go ahead, Don Young. (laughs) Great, great. Thanks, Bonnie. Well, whether you're buying a product or a service, they're going to continue to get more efficient and more effective. So an example, you've got a, a refrigerator that has this AI capability. You go to the grocery store, you put stuff and I said initially, we'll go to the grocery store, but let, we'll take it from there. You start putting things in your refrigerator. And as you put it in, and you can see those, those bar scans getting better and better every day. It knows the date. It knows how many times you, you put it in there. So if it's milk, they know how many times you put it in, how many times you pulled it out. So it starts understanding the quantity that you're consuming at each usage. Then it's going to realize when you didn't put it back in, it's going to automatically generate a list. It's going to remember that you pulled out chocolate chip cookies to bake, you know, three weeks ago, and you typically do it every three weeks. And it's going to throw an ad up there and says, hey, do you want us to add chocolate chip cookies back to your list at the two-week court? You're going to sit there and you're going to have a complete shopping list. You'll take two minutes to review it, but pretty soon you're going to become trusting it. You're going to hit a button on your refrigerator. An hour later, your stuff is going to show up at your house. You're going to stick it inside there or the person bringing it is going to put that back inside it and the whole thing goes over again. So think about having to make the list, having to go ask everybody in your family, hey, do, what, do you want us to pick up this? you want us to pick up that? Get in your car, drive to the, uh, the grocery store, get a cart, walk around, try to find what you need. Maybe you'll have to go to one, two places. Maybe you're going to check the sale ads because you want to go to Costco for this and maybe Sam's for that. All that will be done. It will automatically be done and that will free up time. So you'll have that time. So take another service. It is a service of going to the doctor. Well, you go to the doctor, the first thing you do is you fill out that form. How many times have I filled out that same form at the same doctor? And they're going to ask you those other questions. Do you take any medication? Do you, how many drinks do you have? And I know, Derek, you don't always tell the truth, but most (laughs) of the time we tell the truth. They're going to already know because of the information that they have. They're going, to under, they're going to link that back to other retail information to start coming up with some assumption about your quality of life. They're going to pull back and how many times you work out. You say, oh, you know, three or four times a week. Well, they're going to know what your Peloton, we mentioned earlier, that you've not been on that Peloton for two weeks now. 
Uh-oh. Or they're going to know that you were traveling and maybe you did. All that information is going to help you manage your time and help them you achieve the, you know, the goals that you're wanting to achieve. And again, it's going to create time for people because it's going to make it more efficient. Thank you, Don. What I'm worried about is that when it says you don't have any more chocolate chips in the freezer because you ate the last one when you were working till three in the morning and you needed a snack and you didn't feel like a salad, Bonnie. And so you grabbed that frozen chocolate chips, which we know you like, and you finished off the last 35 chips and now you can't bake chocolate chip cookies for your friends tomorrow. Well, nobody has friends coming in anyway in the pandemic, but eventually, you know, I can dream about it. Thank you very much. That's what worries me, Don, but the the time would be good. Let's see if we can do, well, we have time for another round of predictions. Let's go fast. The French say, veet, veet, quick, quick, around the table. Marty Gruber, prediction number two, human condition-based monitoring. Humans through digital services and cloud computing, that's something we haven't talked about, will be fully condition-based monitored for all facets of blood chemistry and gene issues to provide preventive actions. Marty, do us about 90 seconds on this one. This is interesting. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, we're starting to get there. Our Apple Watches measure our uh, our heart rate and all sorts of other things that are going on now, even to the point to tell you that you're, you're having a heart rhythm problem. Uh, your sleep number bed is tracking how many you know, breaths per minute, even variable heart rate, which is kind of interesting, which measures your stress, the variation in your heartbeats. But there's going to be a lot more than that. There's going to be implants and things like that. Your body will be measured constantly. You'll have to go get blood drawn. And even to the point probably where they'll have automatic injection systems and things like that will just keep your body at a perfect level chemically all the time so that you don't have ever have any issues. And, you know, even to the point, you know, like a Zycam, you use that to prevent a cold. Uh, it's going to already predict that you've got something that came inside your body that needs to be taken care of and it's going to issue something. So, Going forward, the human condition, and think about how much money that will save. Um, and to Don's point, it's going to know what you're eating because it's going to know <laughs> from your fridge. So this all weaves together, right? We're just showing the common operational picture for your life is going to be there. And I, I just think the quality of life will go up, but also all sorts of ramifications on that. Just even understanding the digital twin of your body and then how do they uh, solve those problems using AI, what's going on with you without you ever having to go to the doctors, you know, that. That's what we can all look forward to. So we get some of that time Don talked about back. I like that. It frightens me that there'll be a digital twin of me. I think one's enough, but what's another topic? Let's move on. John Gretter wants to go to prediction number three. And John, I am happy to go to prediction number three. And this is a cool one. He predicts an on-demand society. Everything in our life will become a choice. Oh, John, help me out with this one. What are we talking? When you think about cloud computing, artificial intelligence. We talked about blockchain a little bit, but blockchain is relevant here as well and other IoT technologies. And I'm gonna throw in the other one you brought up earlier, 5G. We've gotta be very careful that we don't take the infancy of 5G for granted because when we we talked about being in the first quarter, Don did, and the, the team is just taking the field. That's why we feel that way because 5G is gonna change the fourth industrial revolution again. And I'm super excited about this one. I'll be concise with it. Two examples. Don talked about consuming groceries. We've already got refrigerators that know what is inside of our our refrigerator. We know what we have in our our pantries. Uh, Now imagine your grocery store. Nobody really gets excited about going to the grocery store. My prediction is very soon the brick and mortar grocery stores that we visit will start to be replaced by regional distribution centers. 
by the year 2025, I just saw this yesterday in a local business publication, by the year 2025, it is predicted that the on-demand delivery grocery service will grow to a $250 billion industry. That will not be fueled by teenagers working in the local grocery store, pushing carts up and down, doing grocery shopping for you. It will be driven by large regional grocery centers that are collecting your data through, through IT, through technology, knowing what you need, oftentimes before you know it, and then you hit your fulfillment button and they're gonna bring your groceries directly to your house. That is coming very, very soon. The last example I wanna give of this and when I was sharing that I was doing this show today and the predictions, my, my wife and my one daughter that still lives at home wanted to know what my predictions were. And this one got their attention because they said, well, think about Disney World, Dad. If you're able to go in and schedule your visit at Disney World, it's good for Disney World and it's good for you because nobody's going to want to stand in lines shoulder to shoulder with their fellow people anymore. COVID's going to change that forever. Nobody is going to do that. But with the technology that is already available, you're going to be able to go in and schedule what ride you want to do based on the park's availability. They're going to be able to track your movements and, and monitor and manage the, the mass of humanity within those types of theme parks. You're going to feel comfortable continuing to visit. They're still going to get your money from your, your tickets and they're going to be able to position all of the other types of things that they want to sell you based on where those traffic patterns are going to be. So our whole society very, very soon is going to be on demand and we're going to be able to control it in a very different way. Thank you, John. Very interesting. I haven't been to Disney World in a while, but I probably know people whose grandchildren want them to take them and that would be good. No, that's a very interesting concept. The idea of personal safety, of health safety, it's something that we didn't realize was going to be a driver in our life choices, right? Pandemic, mm -hmm. hello, do you choose to be around people? Is that restaurant open? Do you really want to be there? Do you want to wear a mask everywhere you go? Are you going to stay home? Who gets to come into your house? Do you have a cleaning service come in? What about your gardener? You go outside to talk to him. Hello, who's wearing a mask? How close are you standing? We didn't have to think about yeah. this stuff. And now we do. So what you're saying is getting back into culture, back into society, we can help the vendors help us to feel safe and be yeah. safe. I like that. Thank you very much. Derek is waiting patiently. I, I'm not sure he is, but he's waiting. And I know if he's patient, but we have a really great prediction. Number two from Derek R. Dyer. People, people and their heavy reliance on personal devices with ease of use and always connected will quickly leap into the workplace. Well, the workplace isn't too far from the refrigerator, isn't too far from the front door these days, but some people will go back. Derek, unpack this for me, please. Yeah, and once again, Bonnie, this is to me the most interesting part of this. And we can talk about technology all day long, but people are going to be the drivers, the, the, the catalyst for the adoption of the technology. And, and when we do go out to visit factories or warehouses, uh, you see a lot more green screens than you see, than you see tablets and in real life data. And that, that is in 2021 today. And you start looking at all these things together where the, the workforce in, inside of most U.S. companies from a manufacturing warehouse perspective is aging. And the people that are coming in as new employees, they have known nothing 
but constant connectivity for every aspect of their life. And that truly is the fourth industrial revolution. They just don't know it. Uh, everything in their palm of their hands, they come into the workforce and they expect that. And you're trying to bring a new employee in and say, well, here's the 64 keys you got to punch to do that one transaction on this COBOL screen. And, and literally, uh, companies that are not understanding the psychology uh, of the people experience tied to the benefit of fourth industrial, they're going to be left behind. So we see companies that are more aggressive with uh, adopting this technology. Why? Because it offers them a competitive advantage at the personal employee level. Once again, what they get out of the back end is maybe more productivity, more pull through on the bottom line for the company, but you have a more engaged workforce because it's that common thread between their personal life, what they're expecting on, on ways for directions down to the perfect stop sign all the way into to their workforce, how they, the, how they do a transaction inside the operational system that, inside the company. So I, I see this, this always connected in our personal lives that we take for granted being probably the most important catalyst to make this happen into the, into the more of the, the mainstream uh, business world of manufacturing supply chain. I do believe that's coming pretty quick. Thank you, Derek. And we have time. We've got three and a half minutes left. We have time to squeeze in one more prediction. Don Young, I'm going to prediction number three. I think this is very interesting for our viewers and listeners. You say the desire to have the next model of products from phones or whatever we call them to cars will become overwhelming for the consumer. Don, take about 90 seconds and then we're going to do a quick wrap up. Go ahead, Don Young. Think about back in, I grew up in a small farm town, you know, you had the Ford lovers and the Chevy lovers and really everything kind of migrated. You know, you have the F-250, then the F-350 or this, you know, Silverado, you got a King Cab, Extra Cab, all those things kind of grew and they, they provided some functionality. But think about it today, how quickly the phone has changed. So phone initially becomes a, you know, just a device to, to talk on, to a video recorder, to a weather machine, to, you know, a music player, a video or a, a watch, a compass, a camera, all these things get wrapped together. And as we see this, these product lines develop out there, the consumer is going to have to digest that even quicker and quicker. And, you know, you go, well, there's a, my daughter, hey, we got a, they got a new iPhone. They got a new iPhone and they always want that new iPhone getting on that roadmap and understanding that roadmap so you don't overspend will be a big key because there's going to, it's, I think you're going to see your doctor's going to be there. You're not going to have to waste the time going to the doctor visit. You're going to type into your phone or the capability that you're looking for, or, Hey, this is my temp, or it will measure your temp with infrared. Your temp will be there. You know, if you've got a cough, it'll be doing so many things for you to help again, maybe go back to giving you that time. That's what is going to be amazing. You're going to really have to understand product development and product roadmap, or you're going to find yourself chasing the next greatest thing and shifting from one product to the next. So really understanding those product roadmaps out there to really help you understand what is coming down the, the pipe that can make your life easier. Thank you, Don Young. Well said. Let's go around the table. One sentence, Marty. First, what's your favorite part in your life of the fourth industrial revolution? Then we'll go around to John, Derek, Don, and then I have to wrap. Marty, go. Yeah, for my life, it's everything being connected. I'm so busy. I work so many hours a day. Just having everything connected in one place on my iPhone just makes a difference for me. John Gretter. Increased efficiency, both professionally and personally. Thank you. Derek R. Dyer. I, just a complete echo of, of, of Marty and John's sentiments, personal productivity, and then the ability to bring that into, into the workplace as well. Just been a tremendous aspect of fourth industrial revolution for me. Don Young, first favorite part. Efficiency, effectivity. That's what it's going to create. 
And I'm going to say for me, it's just the fun of all of these tools and these new devices and the excitement of seeing where it's going, the connectivity, the fun of knowing that I can access information anywhere, anytime. I can watch TV on my phone, on my computer, on the big TV, in my music room, on another TV. I can hear everything, see everything. I can connect. I can get information just like that. I can share news articles with friends, whether it's on message chat, whether it's on email. We can connect with people. Oh, I don't see you. It's on message. The hell with that. You're still connecting with people. Sorry. I want to say thank you. Marty Groover, let's give Marty a round of applause, everybody, because Marty put together this panel. Marty, you have outdone yourself. Thank you to Marty. Brilliant. John Gretter, brilliant. Derek R. Dyer, brilliant. Don Young, brilliant. And let's do a shout out to Aaron Keller, my engineer at World Talk Radio. Thank you very much, Aaron. And thank you to LinkedIn for <laughs> letting us come on a little bit late while we got there. I'm Bonnie D. Graham, and here is my call to action. If somebody tells you the future is already here, I want you to shake your finger, whether it's digitally or invisibly or in front of them, and you say, no, 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 that was yesterday's future. Today's future hasn't happened yet, and we're all going to try our best to be part of making it a better one. Everybody wave. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for Technology Revolution, the future of now. Mark your calendar to join host Bonnie D. Graham every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel to hear how technology is impacting your future now.